Order in the court. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Court Carpenter here, and I'm I'm with my good buddy and guitarist Tyler Slauson. How are y'all doing out there? We are here for our first podcast, and uh, we are bring, streaming live from Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, we're looking forward to bringing you guys lots of your uh, lots of answers to your questions and. Uh, spit around some fun things throughout this podcast that we record questions from the fans first up we've got a couple of questions from the fans out there this one's coming to you from i believe kelsey she's wanting to know what goes into the making of your videos what's the process of them maybe some behind the scenes stories and also how do you come up with the themes of these videos and we're talking music videos yes okay so, good so let's question. start let's start with koozie your first one Good question, Kelsey. Uh, so each video uh, has a storyline, obviously, and I, I, I would say this goes with any any artist out there. Um, but the artist will have a vision, and the producer usually has a vision, and then you kind of collaborate, which then leads to uh, the final product. So for for let me see your koozie video, which which was re- released in 2016, that was uh, we thought, man, we got to make this a funny funny koozie or funny thing about koozies and like people partying as the song indicates and uh, as you can see in the first video of koozie i get out of the truck with jean shorts or jorts i'd say and cowboy boots on and that's supposed to set the kind of the fun fact about that that's actually tim's truck that is tim's truck and was that the first time first year i was playing with him he had just bought the truck and he was so proud of it i think he begged you to put it in the video i think he did that's tim venerosa also plays guitar and uh yeah so we're, we're glad that we got to use his nice red ford for sure there are some hidden funny things in that video if you watch carefully i can't explain them over the podcast but just take a look for yourself there's some funny hidden easter eggs have you seen them tyler no i'm gonna have to go back and rewatch. and if anybody didn't know what we're talking about you can always go to youtube and type in court carpenter and you'll see the there's a let me see your koozie video i believe a wrong kind of right no no well there's a lyric oh yeah there's there's tons of stuff but yeah keep going yeah there's a uh, what were we drinking video and now the new electricity video yeah also holy grounds on there which takes you back to the hometown you said you've never even seen that i have not i need to go check it out after this not even a true true fan there nope plays guitar for me but won't even watch the videos so yeah, so the vi- the videos, Kelsey, uh, Kelsey's question about what goes into them. It's just it's a lot of uh, just different thoughts thrown around. Um, then my wife might have some ideas, or for example, or Tyler might have some ideas, and it's just kind of a collaboration, um, and that's that's kind of how the result comes out. It's always fun to get different perspectives because everyone has a different different eye for things. What about some of your other videos? Like, what were we drinking? Because I know that was more, I guess there was more of an emphasis on the actors in the video than it was for you being yeah. the main <clears throat> character. So the same producer uh, or director was on Koozie, What Were We Drinking, and uh, the new one, Electricity. And What Were We Drinking Electricity, are they have some similarities, um, but we tried to make it different enough but the the second one, what were we drinking, was about that relationship and a romance um, that they were trying to remember 
what first sparked the relationship, if I said that right. So that's kind of what what we were drinking was about. And uh, electricity has a lot of those same vibes in it, um, hopefully different enough, but uh, the same vibes that their love was electric in the end. And that's uh, why the, the girl at the end left her number on the napkin. Just curious, what made you pick that song? Because I know you were not a writer on that. I believe that was Ryan Sorstad and uh, Jillian. Jillian Cardarelli. So they actually wrote What We Were Drinking as well, that duo, and I wasn't a writer on that one. But those two songs kind of just spoke to me. Uh, Electricity had been sitting around for a while, and Ryan had, that's one of Ryan's favorites, I think. And he was like, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm shopping it around and whatnot. And for whatever reason, I finally said, Ryan, I'd really like to cut this song. And he just said, let's do it. So that's kind of how it came about. It's a great song. Thank you. And if you haven't seen it, go to YouTube, go to the video on YouTube, subscribe to the, to the channel and uh, share it, if you will. It seems like the new electricity video is kind of along the same lines as what were we drinking as far as having the, the two characters. Yeah. Yeah, there, we tried to make it different, but in the end, it kind of it kind of came out to be the same. And like I said, same director on that. Um, but, it, I, you know, that was a few years ago, so hopefully hopefully they enjoyed the new the Hey, new it song. worked great for what were we drinking. Why not keep it going, right? Yeah, true. Awesome. Our next uh, question comes from Cinda, and she wants to know, how do you go about choosing your venues that you play and also maybe the playlist that you – or the set list that you use for that night's show – and do they differ depending on the city that you're in? So I think Tyler can also add to this, but um, we like to kind of tailor our set list to the city we play in a lot of ways. Because, for, for example, hometown crowds like to hear more of the hometown original songs and, and classics that they might hear. A lot of the deep on, cuts. The deep cuts, yeah. But for Cinda, who lives up in the Chicago area, um, shout out to Ivan and Cinda. Uber driver Ivan has been uh, killing it and telling everyone about us, and we appreciate that. So anyway, Cinda is up uh, up north, and when we come up north, we play in Chicago a lot. There's a lot of Chicago fans in the Midwest up there. Is that considered the Midwest? I think so. We don't even know. Let's just say Chicago area. Um so that's uh, we know you guys love original songs up there, and you guys have been supporting us for many, many years since we've been going up to that area. So tailoring, tailoring, uh, tailoring our set list uh, kind of depends on who we know is coming out, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I agree. Like if we are playing up in that area, you better play Midnight Girl. Absolutely. And or what's what's another one? Uh, another example, like. We just went out to Belize for a week, and we tried to play as many beachy-type tunes. I mean, we played Sandbar every single day. Yeah. Where we may not play Sandbar in January at a honky-tonk in Nashville. Correct. That, yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, just the – you kind of got to feel out the city, the crowd, and uh, every night when we play in Nashville or whatever nights we play, we might have a set list ready – or one that we go off of, but I might call out audibles and say, this crowd's not feeling the, the slow jam or the, or the, or the summer jam. So let's, let's uh, make an audible to this one. Yeah. I mean, if you play at a place like Grizzly Rose, you better play some line dancing music. Yeah. 
that was crazy. Remember that was like, was like uh, two thousand kids line dancing while staring at their phones yeah. and texting. It was it was unbelievable. I'll Strangest never thing that. I've ever seen. No one was paying attention to the to the band who we were trying to perform, but there was two thousand people in there doing the same moves. I would say they're the best line dancers in America, right at the Grizzly Rose. Definitely. And staring at their phones. Not only does Court tailor the set list to the specific city or event, but he also customizes his koozies. I don't know if any of y'all were out on the Brantley Gilbert cruise, but he had uh, special boozing and cruising koozies. Or if you're in his hometown, they may say Washington or have the Washington State outline on them. Yeah, and there's how many have we had so far? Probably like 10 or 12 different ones. I'm going to have to dig them out of the archives because yeah. I've definitely saved one from each uh, what was your What was your favorite one? Ooh. I don't know. I'm going to have to dig them out. <laughs> Look, right now it's the boozing and cruising one. I'm still rocking that one. Oh, yeah. Right on. So that's kind of how we tailor our set lists um, to answer Cinda's question. Um, it, it just depends. But as we get into our summer 2019 tour runs, we have a set show that we'll, we will be implementing for, for all. All right. So the last fan question for this podcast is going to come from Pam. What was the best moment you have ever had on stage and also the most embarrassing moment? Ooh. So I guess that's two questions. So the best, the best moment. It's tough because you get out to uh, you. Pl- the bigger the show, the more like, um, what's what's the word? The, the cooler it is. So if you're on a festival main stage or even a side stage festival, those are the the times that you really kind of like thrive in. And I would say uh, Rock the South was a was a fun main stage performance. Both years we played there. The Oregon Jamboree. Hey, I know you say the bigger the stage is, but some of the most memorable for me and the most fun are probably Oregon Jamboree's side stage in the world. Oh, yeah. It's not as big as the main stage, no. but the energy of the crowd down there. Oh, is man, that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. And we're, we're stoked to get back to there, get back there this year. Um, but, yeah, the, those are the moments, though. Like, t- Tyler's right. You, you get to these smaller clubs and – those are just as fun in a lot of ways because when people are packed in close to you, singing your tunes and into it, there's not a not a better feeling as a performer or a guitarist or whatever when they're right up on you, just partying. And that's uh, those are our, our most fun times for sure. Uh, I would say the most embarrassing thing that happens to me often is actually just forgetting lyrics, and I. For some reason, I think I've been hit in the head too many times and too many concussions in football, but uh, I can't remember anything. It happens to everybody. I think you just get wrapped up in the energy in the moment sometimes. Yeah. It's weird, though, because you'll sing a song like Dirt Road Anthem 5,000 times, and then you sing it the night before, but the next night you sing it, and you have no idea what the words are, so you're thinking, oh, God, and you're scrambling. That's when you point the mic towards the crowd and let them yeah. uh, sing along, right? Yeah, true. That happens quite a bit. But yeah, just just forgetting lyrics is embarrassing, especially to your own songs. What's next? All right, so CMA Fest is coming up here in a few weeks. What uh, Any new plans or anything the fans should know about? So this year marks our fifth annual CMA fan club party. Probably going to be a specific set list or koozie for this one too, right? Oh, yes. Yep, there'll be uh, – we actually have some pretty cool swag bags, I guess you would call them. Some new knickknacks. Knickknacks, souvenirs. And uh, those will be given out to everyone in attendance. Um, 
each year we've done it. We've started at Tequila Cowboy five years ago. Remember that one? Was that? That was the first one? That was the first one. Man, I can't even remember. Yeah, the first one at Tequila. And we, we it was like 350 people there. And then Wild Horse. The Wild Horse was year two. And the last two years were Listening Room. Oh, wow. Okay. And then this year will be the fifth year Listening Room. So, I like Listening Room as the venue. It's a good venue. Yeah, it's cool. It's not so big. Wild Horse was cool, but it was huge. And with even with a couple hundred people, it seemed like no one was there. But it was still fun. But yeah, the they'll have swag bags, which consist of some cool surprises. I'm also going to be offering a autographed something. I haven't decided yet. Some a big cool item that we're going to raffle off, and we'll have the band sign it. Cool, man. What uh, what day and time is this happening? This happens Friday, June seventh at nine. I think doors open at nine. It goes from nine thirty to eleven ish. Will they have food there? Do you know? They have food. You don't have to. Usually you're required to buy it, but you don't have to buy it. I'm just wondering. Maybe people want to eat brunch there. They they definitely have some good breakfast food. It is pricey sometimes, that listening room, but it is good. If if you're not worried about that, get a good uh, breakfast sandwich and some drinks and whatever. So I see you have a lot of tour dates coming up throughout the summer. Are there any shows that you're particularly excited about or looking forward to? So we're going to be playing uh, Oregon Jamboree again, which is cool. I always like going to play that. We play that a few times now. Uh, it was, it's, a, it's a show in the Northwest, obviously Sweet Home, Oregon. And this year we're on the main stage and the side stage and the private party thing, the acoustic thing that we're going to be doing again. Is that the Crown Royal Lounge? Crown Royal Lounge. Very cool. Which is always fun. And this year, I haven't even told you yet, Tyler, is – Usually during festivals, they never open the the section up front because it's always the VIPers in the front section. So it always looks like that never gets filled until the headliners. Exactly. So this year, I called them and said, "Hey, what what do you think about this?" Like, yeah, we we're actually doing that this year. So we're opening it up for the first two acts. So it'll be Brittany Kellogg and and us. Oh, that's great. So at least there'll be a chance for more people to come up front (laughs) because it's always weird playing the main stage. You get you wait all this time to play the main stage, and then there's like eight people, and the rest of them are way out in the boonies staring at you. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> but that's uh, that's one one thing. And another big announcement, which hasn't been announced yet, is Watershed 2019. 2019. We're gonna be on the next from Nashville stage, uh, and that will be Sunday, the, the the next day after the Oregon Jam- Jamboree. So August fourth, third will be the Jamboree. Fourth, Watershed. That's my birthday. The fourth? My actual birthday. Third or fourth? The fourth. I'm sure Court says it's my birthday or Donnie's birthday every other night at a show, but the fourth is actually my birthday. That is true. How old are you going to be? I don't know. I'm thinking 28 this time. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of people ask how old we are, and we give them different ages every time. But Donnie really is 48, if anybody's asking. He might be 49. So, speaking of those shows... I'm actually excited about a different show. I know those are some of the bigger shows, but I think your hometown show oh, yeah, geez. at the baseball field is going to be wild. That's like the honestly, that's going to be probably the biggest one at all of them. Just because there's it always sells out and there's a couple thousand there or whatever and people are just crazy about it. It's probably going to be more of an original show, all original show rather than uh 
playing a lot of covers and things like that that we normally do. So it's going to be really cool to get to play all originals or for the most part, 90% originals. Yeah, for, for sure. And I think that will be like an hour and a half, two hour set. And uh, we'll be playing some deep cuts and cooking countries up there, 105.5. And they play all my music. And uh, it's pretty cool to be able to turn on the radio and hear your songs. Will there be any pre-parties or after parties for that? Or There's a pre-party before the night the night before which is with the sponsors and then awesome. then afterwards the next night we're in portland so we're gonna be busy very cool so i don't know if you've announced it or not yet but do you have any songs you're releasing this summer like a, a follow-up to electricity yeah and i don't know exactly the date yet but probably probably later this summer will be a brand new one called dollar store I'm sure if you catch us at any shows on the road this summer, you'll probably get a sneak peek. We've been testing the waters with it. Yeah, and what do you think? People have been singing it. People like it's pretty it. rocking. I dig it. Yeah, and it's it's kind of a fun song. And once you hear it, even if you hadn't heard it, once you hear a couple choruses of it, you kind of catch on. For sure, definitely a head bobber. I see you uh, started a Patreon page recently. Yeah, the uh, Patreon page is for vip fans so yeah that the the patreon page is something that uh is offered pretty new started in january early january or february and it's bringing vip fans more content that's on social media so backstage photos that that don't make it on there or videos or secret recordings that you and i have done um, of covers or originals um, releases before they happen out to the public. So basically you're getting the access before everyone Some else. Some more video footage from the road, tour diary type thing. For sure, yeah. And each tier, so there's like four tiers that you can subscribe to, whatever your budget is. And that is, each tier offers something different. And obviously the more you subscribe to, the more stuff you get. Uh, and so, so there's some really cool incentives on there that... I think any country fan would have a good time having, you know. Or if you just appreciate what you do and would like to support the artist to help them keep creating. Yeah, exactly. And what I tell people uh, who are on the Patreon page and all of you listening is your monthly subscription helps towards making videos or tour costs or any of that stuff because just picture it is if you were to come to a show in nashville and tip the band ten dollars or or whatever that's what you people usually come to is tip the band in nashville it's a tradition basically if you can't make it in nashville you're doing that over the patreon page and giving us some some funding in whatever way to to make some moves where we need to make them it's expensive to try to be an independent artist these days yeah it's crazy it's without label support and tyler's played with many label artists uh trent Harmon being one and you know it's without without the the uh the label backing you in many ways it's it's tough so it's i'm doing whatever i can with the funds i have to to try to make it uh work as much as possible and to to keep moving forward and not falling backwards so is this, are you still doing the Facebook group or is this moving away from that? Oh yeah, good question. So 
with your VIP Patreon subscription, you also get, that's part of the plan. You get a secret Facebook page where all the other Patreon secret Facebook. Oh, so it's a community and they yes. can talk amongst each other and Absolutely. have discussions. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what it's me- mainly for. People. Yeah. Fans connecting with fans. And then I get on there and chime in when I can. And, uh, I think you're on there too. Yeah. It's called definitely. courtroom VIP club, I think. And it's just, uh, it's just a, a space where you, if you guys want to talk about my music or shows you've been to or post photos or videos, uh, or get on there and tell them, tell your friends how much you hated the show. I mean, it's, it's up to you. I think it's really cool when fans take video at the shows and then share that video and that experience with the other members in the group that may not have been able to make it to the show. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I wish everyone would be doing because there's so many people that can't make it out to our shows who are super, super into our music. I know Pam and Kelsey are very good about doing that. Oh, so the thank best. you for doing that. Yeah, thank you, Pam and Kelsey. Charles is also great at that. Um, Charles is an invaluable member. Charles McCarthy, everyone, if you see him online, he helps me uh, a lot. Take a virtual shot with him. Yes, we take virtual shots with him. He does a lot of passing out my cards on the street. He's part of the street team, as does Pam and Kelsey and uh, so many others who are, who are with us. Danielle Barkman, another great one up uh, up north spreading the word for us chrissy chrissy fike yep it's all uh so so yeah like tyler said keep sharing the, everything make sure you're following us on all your your platforms as well because if you're not then you might be missing out on something so where can they go to subscribe to this new patreon group so you just got to go to uh my website courtcarpenter.com and there's a there's an on the toolbar up there, up there, I think that's what's called the toolbar or the, what is it called? Whatever. Like menu. Menu. Menu bar. There you go. The menu bar will say VIP club or something like that. Click that and it'll give you all the instructions of how to sign up. And uh, if you have any friends out there that love country music and, and happen to like my music or don't even know me yet, turn them on to this link and uh, let them know that their small contribution to, uh, sign up or big contribution. I mean, it's big to me. Whatever you can do is big to me, but uh, really helps out more than uh, people really, really realize. Thank you all for doing that. As y'all know, this is the first podcast that we're doing. So we're kind of just testing the waters here and we're coming up with, you know, we'd like y'all to keep asking questions and we're going to have a set, like a segment that is just fan questions, maybe off answering three to five of them. And then we're going to have a what's next topic that's kind of what's what's going to be happening with us for the rest of the year and events coming up nashville favorites and also we want to try to do a a thing that's like hey we know most of y'all are from out of state not in nashville but do like to come and and check out nashville and most of y'all are tourists that come here and just love the city you're here for cma fest or or whatever but come here to watch the music and we just want to offer some of our favorite things that we like to do here in town, such as maybe places to eat or hotels to stay at or venues to check out, maybe other bands and friends of ours that we think y'all might enjoy as well. So we want to think that'll be our last topic today. And if y'all have any other ideas of topics y'all want to hear, go ahead and let us know on social media and we'll start including that in this podcast. For sure. That's awesome. So if you want to start, maybe give us a favorite place to eat in Nashville or whatever you enjoy doing here in town that you think 
the fans should know about. Okay. Uh, so one of the favorite spots I like to go, and it's it's pretty pretty casual, but also you can go there for a nice drink. I always love to go to Whiskey Kitchen. Have you been there, Tyler? I have. I've only eaten dessert there, okay. but it is delicious. It's, it's in the it's Gulch, a, right? Uh, it's right by on 12th Avenue, kind of by San Anejo. Yeah, so the Gulch. Yeah, area. yeah. So it's not anything super expensive, but it's all, I mean, it's middle of the road and uh, got a good bar there, but it, just the vibe in there, I always like whiskey. I haven't been there in about a year, but uh, I it always. It does get a little busy on the weekends, I believe, so if you can yeah. hit it during the week. Yeah, and before dinner time, because then, then it's a wait list, but that place I really like. So that's Whiskey Kitchen on 12th Avenue South. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's in that area. Okay. Just Google it. And one bar I'd recommend this time would be checking out the L27 Bar, which is, I think it's the Westin Hotel. I've never heard of it. This is the first I'm hearing of it, so thank you. <laughs> it's a 360 view of the whole city, and it's on the top of the hotel. It is it is badass. I have to check that out. No cranes blocking the view? No or? cranes. No. And it's it's a pretty new hotel. It's about two years old, but uh, it's really a cool spot if you just want to go get a good drink. It's not You're not going to go get a PBR there, probably. You're, you're probably going to get a, a cocktail or something like that. But it's, uh, I mean, they do have beers, but it's something that's, you go up there and chill and relax and kind of look over the city. Awesome. So for me, I think if y'all are in town or... This is more of a weekday thing, and if you're into all original music, a new event over the last year or so that's getting going is Bus Call, yeah. and that's at Tin Roof on Demumbria. We just got done playing it this last Wednesday, and it's a very cool uh, space for artists to share their, their new music. And if y'all are here on a Wednesday night, it's a, it's a must-do if you want to get away from Broadway for a little bit and check out some all original music in town. Yeah, sorry to chime in here, Tyler, but... As an artist, it's good to have fans wanting your original music. And like that's like you said, it's a spot where you can go and you don't have to hear the covers that we have to play downtown. So it's definitely head over to Bus Call. Awesome. Well, thank you all for joining us today on the first podcast. Thank you for joining us and uh, let us know what other questions you have and uh, we're going to have some a lot of fun doing this. Yeah, I think, I think coming up we're going to try to maybe interview some of your the guys that you songwrite with, such as Ryan Sorstad, so we can get some more behind the scenes of what these songs are about, what inspired them. Totally, for sure. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you all. See you next time.